welcome to the next episode of the Mailbox Rogues Gallery. Yes. <laughs> the newly named. This is our fifth episode and we've just settled on a name so <laughs> we'll probably uh go back to the other ones and apply that and uh, you know get, you want to get marketing on point you want branding to be focused and kind of you need some synergy there yeah exactly i'll, ju- I'll just say it now so that we can retroactively um add it to, to the other ones that we've done mailbox rogues gallery so if we just superimpose that right yeah everywhere over everyone on the other yeah. ones then okay yeah that's fine. Unfortunately, we didn't record a bit in each of the other ones where we went, hello and welcome to the... And then there was a gap for you to say that. We yeah, but if we, just put, <laughs> if we just say the title, people will get the idea. Oh, okay, yeah. Just okay. literally just start it with that. Mailbox, Rogues Gallery. Okay. Well, we'll I'll, I'll go back and do that. We'll do that in post. Excellent. So, um, I, uh, that's housekeeping done. Mm. Did we move straight on to our topic this week? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, uh, today we're going to be talking about... Elvis Presley. Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello Presley. Yeah, as his friends used to call him, Elvis Costello yeah, Presley. That's right. No, not really. We're talking about Elvis Presley. Elvis the pre- uh, Elvis the pelvis. Elvis the pelvis Presley. Because uh, they called him Elvis the pelvis because of his um, quite uh, thrusting dance moves mm. um, where he moved his body to and fro. But I think what people actually don't realize is that he did actually suffer from a very serious pelvic condition which made him spasm like that on stage yeah those gyrations they were not not intentional were they no no they, they weren't meant in any kind of sexual manner at all it was uh yeah very serious and he for the rest of his life he was hounded for his um he was hound dogged he, for... was, he was hounded like a dog <laughs> for that. he's crying all the time <laughs> Never caught a rabbit or anything. No, no. You know, friend of yours. I thought we were going to talk about just the conspiracy theories surrounding his death. I'm saying death there. I'm using air quotation marks for yeah. people who can't see me, which is everybody but you. You thought we were going to talk about the life and times of Elvis. So I'll let you start because obviously I'm going to have the last third of this. And you can just do his life. That's all right, yeah. Tell uh, us all about him. Well, uh, you a fan of Elvis? You listen to him much? Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you know, hit machine that he was. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I've heard about one or two of his songs. I always think of him as someone who... I, I can't imagine everyone, anyone ever hating him. Mm. It's always very much, oh, I'm a big Elvis fan. Or the, the worst I think I've probably ever heard is just like, oh, he's okay, I don't really listen to him. Yeah. I, I don't think I could think of anyone who said they out and out hate him. Yeah, I mean, he's not a very hateable sort of guy. I mean, I suppose he was... Um, repugnant in the last few years leading up to his death but not hateable no and again when we think back we've got fond memories because before he was a fat old bastard he had a long lovely career of being a good looking young man he was a thin young bastard he was a thin young bastard yeah so um no i think he's quite likable he's up there he's you know him and cliff richard the saints of the rock and roll pioneers of rock and roll Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely well i mean like with rock and roll i mean it was it was certainly a, a kind of a something that was was happening but he was definitely the person who i think really ignited it and maybe brought into the public consciousness and became probably because he was white yeah he was the m&m of his day that's true yeah he uh robbed uh from what at the time was a a black art form Mm -hmm. and uh a form a a form um paul blart form (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah just took it for his own um you're right, he is repugnant. 
No, I only meant when he was, you know, in those cat suits. His, the sides of his head were enveloping his face. He was that big. Well, that was the coroner's report, wasn't it? Yes. That's what Suffocated killed. by his own head. <laughs> uh, his head fat smothered him. So, yeah, rock and roll. He used to play a lot of um, Little Richard songs. Little Richard really kicked it off. How little was Little Richard? Tiny. He's a minuscule little guy. Um, that's why he never got very big, because people couldn't see him. <laughs> yeah. He he actually was doing the hip gyrating thing first, but no one could see him unless he was under a microscope. And that didn't didn't work well with TV audiences, so they got Elvis in to do the rest. No, only one person could really see him at a time. At a time, so yeah. So you couldn't really ignite the public consciousness. No, no. That's a shame, really. You know, never really got his dues. Mm. Um, shoes were very cheap for him, though. They're quite easy to make compared to, like, a full-size shoe. Yeah, we... Actually, no, I don't know. No, 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 not at all. No, it's difficult. For <laughs> small shoes uh, use less material than big shoes, so therefore should be cheaper. But when you're getting that small, you get you, the the effort uh, is really going to shoot up, isn't it? He probably lived in rags most of his life. Poor bastard. <laughs> what about his guitar? He was a piano man. What about his guitar. piano? <laughs> oh, he had a full size piano. He had a he had a concert grand. <laughs> I thought he used, I thought to, have to, jump, he used to have, a, have to jump from key to key. He was like like in the film Big. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, he was very much a precursor to um, Inch High Private Eye. I don't remember. If you, I don't know if you remember that cartoon. <laughs> yeah. About the um, uh, PI who was exactly an inch tall, and that was w- while wearing his um, Stetson. Yeah. Well, it helped him solve crimes. His Stetson or his shortness. <laughs> Stetson. Yeah. Okay. No, his shortness. Yeah, he could uh, he could uh, crawl through keyholes. Yeah, exactly. Um, crawl f- through assholes. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, let's get back to talking about Elvis, please. Okay, Elvis. He never crawled through any assholes. So when he was in the army, he was stationed in West Germany, and he met his future. He met that's where he met Priscilla, and also became dependent on barbiturates. Wait, am I saying that right? Barbiturates. Yeah. Barbie Chewits. Barbie Chewits, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, drugs. He's where he picked up his drug addiction. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's good. Two biggest loves in his life. Yeah. Priscilla and getting wrecked. (laughs) All right, so what else have you got to say about Elvis? Favourite song of his? What's your favourite Elvis song? Oh, favourite Elvis. Uh, Don't Be Cruel. That's a good song. Mm -hmm. It's a decent one. Um, I like the B-side, Do Be Cruel. Oh, yeah. That was a real dark turn, that, Mm. uh, that song. Like putting pins in people's ears. Oh wow, deafening them. Yeah, it's horrible. And yeah. uh, like throwing um, grains of rice to pigeons in, in, <laughs> in dogs' eyes. Oh, that's even worse than throwing it to pigeons. Well, we already know he, he doesn't. He doesn't like dogs. With 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 the his kind dog, of anti yeah. his anti dog protests on mm. hound dog. Most of it, a lot of people don't realise that actually he was a big proponent for social change. Almost all of his songs were. Protest songs, weren't they? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Care to name a few? Uh, well, Jailhouse Rock. He wanted the jailhouses to be built out of rock. Oh, he yeah. Did, he didn't like the um, brick and stone and iron system they had. He wanted them all to be built out of rock. He's a big fan of the Flintstones. Yeah, I, yeah, I see. Um, yeah, he was a big fan of the Flintstones. He felt the prison system was too archaic, so he wanted someone something prehistoric. Exactly, exactly, yeah. 
Um, bit of a Luddite, really. Mm. Um, he, the original name for Graceland was going to be Bedrock. Right. Not, not many people know that. Yeah. Um, what other songs uh, did he do that were protest songs? Oh, yeah, Heartbreak Hotel. What was that protesting? Remind me. Um, basically, the uh, kind of increase in hotel prices. Um, yeah. He couldn't take his mum anywhere on holiday. Uh, they went to Benidorm. They wanted to go on holiday somewhere nice and sunny. Yeah. Nice climate. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they couldn't They couldn't afford to go just because the hotel, hotel prices. prices. Yeah. What other songs did he do? Suspicious Minds is my favourite. That's a great song. Mm. And that was a, a protest of uh, uncertainty. He didn't like uncertainty. No, no. He wanted everybody to be sure of everything all the time. That's why he invented Wikipedia. Yeah, that's true, yeah. His, par- uh, his last parting gift to the world. He just kind of, he was on his uh, death... Oh, no, not deathbed, death toilet. Death toilet, yeah. He was on his death toilet and uh, he was calling out, uh, like, <laughs> oh, somebody get a pen and a bit of paper. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, what? What is it? What do you, what do you want to write down? Oh, uh, well, Wikipedia. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that... How are you spelling that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Flush. <laughs> and that was it. He died. Yeah. Penultimate word, Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he died doing what he loved having shit banging shit yeah <laughs> oh, that's pretty uh that's pretty horrific i mean at that point in his life he was very dependent on drugs and his kind of like star was fading a little bit so it was quite oh, a little bit fucking hell <laughs> he overdosed twice in the year preceding his death from uh drug overdoses he was, he was in a coma for a few days just wanted to push his limits yeah yeah well you know they Neil Young did famously say, better to burn out than fade away. Better, better to shit yourself away <laughs> than, than to, uh, than to leave, lead a healthy life. Better to blow yourself out. <laughs> better clean yourself through. Than to... oh. Do you think he had Elvis in mind when he said that, Neil Young? Do you think he had that Elvis in mind? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he did. Well, who else could he be talking about? No one that I can think about. If he was going to be in a kind of buddy cop film, you know, like um, Odd Couple style um, buddy cop film, who would you pair him up with? I mean, I mentioned that Odd Couple, so Walter Matthau is the first person that springs to mind, obviously. Elvis! <laughs> That's quite a good impression. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you, I guess you'd want someone in an Odd Couple kind of situation or in like these kind of buddy cop films. You kind of like have the uh, polar opposites, don't you? So you've mm. got the guy who plays by the books and then you've got the maverick renegade. Um, in The Odd Couple, you've got one of the characters is kind of like a hypochondriac clean freak. The other guy is like a messy slob. Mm. So I guess you'd want someone who's like a kind of a polar opposite to Elvis. Who's the opposite of Elvis then? That in itself is a big question. Paddington Bear? Paddington Bear, yeah. Quite, quite dissimilar in many ways. Uh, Paddington's Peruvian, for one thing. Yeah. Uh, he's also a bear, wears a red hat. Elvis never wore a red hat, famously. Elvis did famously love marmalade, though. Ah, oh, yeah. He kind of spread it on everything. Maybe that would be the one thing that they've got in common that kind of brings them together. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's like in Batman versus Superman, they bond over the fact that both their mothers are called Martha for some reason. <laughs> That's such a fucking awful scene. I can't imagine why that happens. Um, I've not seen it. I just know that. So oh, maybe, seen- maybe they have a, a marmalade scene where it's like they're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Um, he's like, is it, oh, if only I had some, oh, if only I had some marmalade. <laughs> yeah, there's like, a, 
there's like a bit of toast in the kitchen like a hand goes to grab it and then a paw yeah and then it, the camera pans back and it's like did pa- paddington paddington had a narrator didn't he um it, it depends which incarnation the, like, he the talks re- in the latest film i know i'm talking about the original stuff so elvis would have been like oh, that's my bit of toast that's my toast said paddington <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all in the third person and they're still grabbing it. They're going to the drawer. They're looking for something to spread on it. Mm. And then both of their their hand and their paw touch the marmalade jar. Right, and so they've they got one hand on the toast, one hand in the fridge they got, on the marmalade. They've got two pairs of hands and paws. They've got two pairs of hands each? No. <laughs> two pairs of hands and paws. So you've got one pair of hands, one pair of paws. Right, okay. That makes Elvis more sense. famously had very hairy paws. <laughs> That's why he couldn't play guitar that well. No, that makes sense. And so Paddington's got his kind of like human hand on the bit of toast. You got Elvis kind of like clutching it with his bare paw. Yeah. (laughs) Getting a bit of fur on it. Yeah. It's not great, but, you know. um, (laughs) And they kind of struggle over to the fridge. Right. Open the the fridge. (laughs) Open the fridge door and they're looking. There's like the strawberry jams in there. They got uh, marmite, that's marmite, got there. tomato sauce if you're that way inclined. And then they just kind of like reach out for the, the marmalade. They're both there, Elvis's paw and Paddington's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Touch. And then they look at each other and it's just kind of like the, the strings start to swell. Mm, and it's yeah. just kind of like. Oh, we're not so different, you and I. And they actually both say that at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although it would be a bit uh, bad because they both say it at the same time and then you just hear a said Paddington. (laughs) (laughs) And then Elvis says out loud, said Elvis. (laughs) I'm going to have to listen back to the tape. I'm still not entirely sure how they ended up swapping hands. (laughs) What was his connection with Hawaii then? His connection with Hawaii? Yeah. At least a couple of his films were in Hawaii, weren't they? Um, well, he had the one that was in, in Hawaii. He might have had a couple. He was I? always wearing that grass skirt and putting um, rings of flowers around people's necks, wasn't he? Yeah, but that was that was a stipulation that he had in his contract for right. every film that he did. <laughs> and every performance as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every audience member, as they came into the the auditorium in Las Vegas, he slipped a little uh, wreath of fl- uh, flowers around their neck. Oh, yeah, he was still at the door. He yeah, was the one yeah. handing them out to however many thousand people going to see him. Yeah, And people seem to forget as well, like in those early TV appearances, that he was kind of there, kind of shaking his pelvis like in a grass skirt. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's probably where the, the pelvis shake came from, actually. He's probably very influenced by his grass skirt dancing. Yeah. Although the, the uh, problem with that back then and what caused a lot of the controversy is that it wasn't a long grass skirt. It was just kind of like blades of grass. Blades that, of normal that, grass, That yeah. you'd get like on a, on a normal lawn. Mm. So he was kind of, he, his cock was just hanging out. He didn't, he didn't wear, he's like a Scotsman. He wouldn't wear any pants. No, exactly. Another stipulation of his. He so, had a great lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So he was able to go on to, um, onto live television basically with a, a grass belt <laughs> and nothing his dick nothing hanging out in, with his cock hanging out mm. but you know the teens liked it oh they loved it went mad for it no wonder he's a sex symbol yeah obviously um, you've got some kind of crazy conspiracy notion that he is actually dead whereas I know otherwise that he is 
very much still alive. But what do you think he would be doing if he was still in the spotlight? If he hadn't, according to your timeline, died? Um, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, he would have... He'd be 82 this year. Right. Well, I mean, he died just around the kind of the kind of birth of hip-hop. We died in 77, so actually he, was, he would have been on the money with punk if he'd uh, stuck around. Right. So what, you reckon he could, would have like kind of started like a like a, a punk persona? I could see him in the Dead Kennedys. They do a cover of uh, Viva Las Vegas. He could have just had him in doing it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I could see him as, a, as an ice cream salesman. Yeah? Yeah. I could see that. Mr. Elvis is whippy. Yeah, he's just kind of like sat in his um, ice cream van. Um, he's kind of like fashioned his driver's seat into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have to move. Yeah. And like in the seat next to him, he's got like some chalk ices. There's no fridge. <laughs> just sat there <laughs> just in sat a pile. Just... And he's actually got a burger grill next to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got a lean, mean, fat reducing grilling machine. Um, he's got some bacon, cheese and uh, peanut butter. Uh, ready. No, none of this is helping the chalk eye situation, of course. No, of course not. But no. he's, he just has it there anyway. So he kind of like pulls up outside schools. He turns the music on, of course, is one of is some of his hits. <laughs> yeah, but like with uh, ice cream related lyrics. Yeah, care to care to? Uh, it's like expand uh, on that. We got nothing but a chalk ice. <laughs> Buy one get one free. <laughs> good deal. Yeah, that's no, a great deal. No, he's a good businessman. <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't anything to do with the fact that they were melting and sticking together. He maybe just wanted to shift them. <laughs> That's true, yeah. He needed to find a way to get rid of these chalk ices, which at this point were, yeah. were just kind of like milkshakes. He fashion- That's it. No, he would have invented the milkshake in the bag. <laughs> which to this day had not been invented until you just said it. But- milkshake in a bag. Interesting. Because, yeah, you'd have the plastic kind of wrapper on the chalk ice, Mm. and it would have melted. So had he been alive, he would have invented that, and I wouldn't have even had to have mentioned it on this podcast. (laughs) No, you wouldn't have even had a chance to invent it, because Elvis would have... everyone would have just been like, "Uh, yeah, we've had those for years. (laughs) (laughs) And it'd be one of those little-known facts. It's like uh, you get a quiz on on trivia night. It's like, and who actually was the first person to invent the milkshake in a bag? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I know this one. It was Elton John. No, afraid not. No, it was Elvis Presley in his later years as a fat ice cream man. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I could see him doing something like that. Maybe kind of stray away. Well, he'd still be in the limelight if he had invented that, but maybe for, for a different reason. Yeah, well, I mean, I love his music, but I honestly think that tops it all. Yeah, I think... It's a shame he didn't uh, live out his true potential. Yeah, that's it. You know, we talk we talk about the, the music we lost, but we never talk about the inventions as well that were lost to history. The possible inventions yeah. <laughs> that he could have come up with for decades. He had 77, remember? So he could have had like 40 years of uh, just kind of like great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some crackpot schemes. I'm sure something would have come out of one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the toilet seat in the, in the car for one. <laughs> that's another one, yeah. Didn't even pick up on that. Because that's not very uh, usual these days, is it? That's no, not, that's not doesn't come standard in a in a car these days. No, not at all. I mean, there are questions you know that are raised, obviously as to what happens with, well, you know, I don't want to say it, but is waste. Right. Okay. Um, is it what? 
It's like an eco thing. It's well, yeah, like it ice cream van run from human feces. Yeah, in his later years, he kind of shies away from the spotlight. He kind of goes off the grid a bit. Aye. Um, kind of yeah, starts um, driving around in a shit fueled ice cream van. <laughs> Uh, no wonder he stayed up under the radar for so long. That's, no one yeah. would pick up on that. Well, I mean, yeah, if 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 he is alive, that's what he's. That's what I think he's doing. Yeah. Well, I'll keep an eye out, mate. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, if ever you hear like a kind of ice cream man kind of jingle, yeah. Kind of buzzer, oh, hey. no, it's not Elvis. Oh. I mean, he's obviously that would completely blend him into society seamlessly. No one would ever pick up on him. <laughs> Although I think the smell would probably meet you before the. Ice cream man jingle, wouldn't it? Well, that combined with the um, white cat suit he's been wearing for the past 40 years. <laughs> well, he can't get out of it, to be fair to him. No, he probably needed a lot of help to get into it in the first place. Yeah, but you might have had a brief healthy... No, okay, no, you wouldn't have. No, he just kind of got fatter after 77. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look, it didn't take him very long in the grand scheme of things to get as fat as he did. So if you kind of, um, you know, if you gra- put that on a graph, if you chart that, um, I think he would be very, very big. Well, like a kind of a jab of the hut kind of figure. Yeah, I think he'd kind of have a bit of a, a space worm in a cat suit. I think that would sum him up pretty well. <laughs> it's good to know, you know, that he had potential when he died. He wasn't just washed up. No, that's true. A lot of potential. But you were saying a second ago that you you believe he's he's still alive. So, I mean, do you have any like theories on what, what he's doing now or why you think he's he didn't actually die? Um, I've got a lot. I've got... Uh, let me just look at my notes. Oh, here. wow. I didn't see those uh, those notes. Mm, two sheets of paper. Mm. Um, well, obviously he didn't. There are a lot of conspiracy theories as to whether he did die or not. So I thought maybe I'd just sort of run through the main ones as to why people think he might still be alive. Right. First one is... Um, his coffin was very, very heavy, <coughs> right. right? So the pallbearers could barely lift him. And he was a big guy, right? But he had all these pallbearers and they could never lift him. And the reason for that was there was a very complicated cooling system keeping the coffin cold because the body in the coffin was not actually Elvis. It was just a wax figure of Elvis. And, there's, you know... It's actually I, ruby wax. It was ruby wax in the coffin. They got, you know, her famous red hair, they put a wig on that and... Uh, put the pompadour on. Um, other than that, they're actually indistinguishable. Not a lot of people realise. If you swap their hairstyles over, they would look yeah. identical. No, exactly. Identical. So, yeah. So, that obviously, so they never put him in the ground. Um, also, uh, on his gravestone, his middle name is spelt differently from the way he... Is that right? Well, it not really. It's spelt the way it was on his birth certificate, but not the way he liked it to be spelt. All oh, right. What's... So, that's... Because his middle name's Aaron... So he used to spell it A-R-O-A-R-A-N. And then on his tombstone, it's two A's at the start. Oh, right. So obviously that's him giving a signal to the fans. It's like, you know, the people who really know me, they know that I'm not dead. So there's that. Interesting. Um, Also, he potentially had a lot of mafia connections. um, Flipped on them, went into witness protection. So that's potentially why he's been driving an ice cream truck around... uh, Burnage for the past 40 years. They wanted to get him as far away from America as possible. Well, yeah, I mean, that's about as far from the, the bright lights of Las Vegas as you could get, really. Yeah, Burnage, you know, like Greater Manchester is, is, is this is it. Yeah, yeah. 
It's actually near where I was living when I lived in Manchester. Oh, right. I always used to, I always used to see this guy uh, uh, as I walked down the street. He's kind of hobbling along, and every time he 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 sort of limped a little bit, and he sort of went uh huh, uh huh, as his came, as his walking came went uh huh, just eating peanut butter out of his right hand. <laughs> yeah, he's got he had a big um, overcoat on, and. Uh, it had loads of pockets, and each one there was a different. There was banana in one, if I remember, peanut butter in the other, um, bacon in one of them, and then um, grilled cheese. That Just sounds like Elvis. Grilled cheese. That sounds like Elvis. Do you know what? That, I never thought to ask him. The number of people in my lifetime I've asked, "Are you Elvis?" Right. But that person, I never thought to ask. Um, also, he attended his own birthday party at Graceland this year. This year. Yeah, this year. He's, he'd be 40 years. He'd be 82. 40 years since he disappeared or died. Yeah. Um, just for anybody listening, every time I say die, just imagine I'm doing air quotes in with my hand, because I am. Yeah. Uh, so he he's a, it was his 82nd birthday, and they did some sort of celebration at Graceland. And there's a, a picture of a man at the event who ha- has a beard and hair and sunglasses. Who else could that be? <laughs> Who else uh, could that be? Beard, hair, sunglasses. sunglasses. Also a crown. And he was the king. Right. If you remember. Okay. Um, and a cat suit. He was wearing a white cat suit, very bejeweled. With like E L V I S. Yeah. Kind of like on the back of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be him. Could, could be, be Elvis. Yeah. Could be. He's eating a hamburger and grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Introduced himself as Elvis. Uh-huh. Could be him. Could be him. And the last and most important piece of the puzzle yeah. is the fact that he is in Home Alone. Are you aware of this? I've seen Home Alone, I don't know how many times. I've never noticed him in that film. He's, this is a genuine conspiracy theory that he is in Home Alone. So what's the what's the mother's name? Um, screamy shouty woman is, oh, at yeah. the, is at the desk. And she's going, I've got to get back to... Where is it? New York? I don't know. No, no, it's not New York because in the second one, he ends oh, up in New, York. in New York. Yeah, um, I don't know, some kind of like Midwestern kind of suburb. Yeah. Anyway, so screamy shouty woman. She's at the desk. She's. I've got to get back to Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> She's shouting at the person at the desk. That's what and, she says. And behind her in the queue, is stood Elvis Bloody Presley. I well, shit you not. This is 1990, I think, yeah. roughly, that film came out. So 13 years after his supposed death is when he makes his 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 comeback, basically. Right. Does, does he have any kind of, like, speaking part? No. No, no. He just stood there behind her in the queue. Right. I see. Because I, I thought you were going to confuse him with John Candy. Because they would have been about the same size at that point. No, no. I mean, I'm not dicking about. This is a real conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, although uh, I can see the resemblance. Yeah, John Candy. Yeah. That's sort of like maybe his projected body type. He would have, if he'd lived those extra thirteen years, which he did, he would have been looking like John Candy. Hmm. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show you this. I can't wait. Elvis, home alone. Here he is. Okay, for the uh, listeners. Just describe what you're seeing there. He's now got a, uh, a scene that I've seen many times uh, from the film. Home Alone, where Kevin's mother is stood at the, uh, the the desk, and she's like, "I need to get back to my boy," and uh, the airport, I'm just going to move. Say. It's very unprofessional, but let's have a look. So, um, who who am I looking at? Oh, the the guy with the 
There he is. Elvis. There he is. Been telling you. I told you he wasn't dead, mate. Jesus Christ. Well, my... I told you, I wasn't dicking about. There he is, he's alive and well. Well, you can't argue with photographic evidence. Exactly, exactly, you just can't. I think I, I, think I remember hearing that um, the amount of songs that he did with the word blue in the title, I think he did about like 15, 20 songs with that colour in the title. We've got Blue Christmas, Blue Moon of Kentucky, A Mess of Blues, Blue Moon, Steamroller Blues... Moody Blue, Mean Woman Blues, uh, Milk Cow Blues Boogie, which sounds incredible. Like, <laughs> I we're going to listen to that next. <laughs> yeah. Indescribably Blue. I wonder how he manages describing that. Um, Beach Boy Blues. That can't what? be a song. <laughs> he did a song called Beach Boy. Uh, what year did he do? It's 61. That would have been about the time that the Beach Boys came about, wouldn't it have been? Maybe they robbed him or something. Maybe he got really sad after they yelled naughty words at him. What happened was he went to a, a football game uh, with uh, the, the Beach Boys and they were supporting the Blues. And uh, Elvis... Right, they're City fans and he was a United fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, That's uh... why he moved to Burnage. <laughs> yeah. Except Burnage is City. That's right. But, well, he just wanted to be closer mm. than he was already. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, um, City won the game uh, 3-0. And uh, as a kind of a fuck you to the Beach Boys, he wrote that, that uh, kind of song Beach Boys Blues where he basically says your team's shit and you know you are your <laughs> shit did he write that is that him yeah, yeah that was that's him. one yeah, of his yeah wow I don't think a lot of people realise but a, a good like 10 years of Elvis's career in the early days was just for, like football and solid, hooligan chants solid football anthems for a good 10 years yeah after pioneering rock and roll he moved straight on to um, just football chants my favourite Elvis one along that line is the one that goes, your mum's a cunt, your dad's a <laughs> Hang on, I've got, I've got, you've not let me get very far into it. Okay, so I used to sing this all the time with my mate on the ride to work. We used to drive to work together. Your mum's a cunt, your dad's a cunt, your brother's a cunt, you're a bunch of cunts. Just that, round and round. Love it. That was a good one, yeah. Did he write? He didn't write his own songs, did he? He recorded, I think think it was like over 600 songs what in his lifetime really didn't write a single one really mm. lazy sod uh, no good singer though oh yeah mm, lovely voice <laughs> um 600 songs about that is it's it's around that kind of figure <clears throat> for sure so how many so we're saying about 40 percent of those are football uh chants yeah a good 40 percent of them are kind of like yeah football and taunt chance kind of thing yeah mm. i feel a little bit bad that we don't know more football chance yeah i've never been to a game i've never had a chance to i'll take you to a game son i'll take you to a game oh, thanks dad I've never been to a football game That's... no it boggles my mind i mean i haven't been to one in 15 years but i've been to one i've never really liked football I mean, I played it as a kid. You're more about heroin growing up, weren't you? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah it was yeah growing up like in, in primary school, like in in the southwest, it was either football or heroin. It was yeah. You had you know the, the school was divided, wasn't it? It was one or the other. You had your cliques. Yeah, it was it was the sort of uh, blur and oasis when we were growing up. It was football or heroin. Mm. Mate, grow up in Glasgow. You don't have to pick. 
Well, I mean, that was train spotting was a big influence, like uh, like in the mid nineties mm. when we were kids. So yeah, heroin was certainly made to look very that side of the school worshiping David Beckham, all trying to look like him, getting the haircuts and the you know drawing on the tattoos. Me and you, mate, we were the uh, yeah. we were trying to be you and McGregor in train spotting. Yeah, just looking like we've been awake for seven uh, days straight and just shaking students, just saying choose life. Mm. So oh yeah, I was gonna. Just read some quotes about him from before he died. Oh, yeah. Uh, about him or from him? About him. Oh. He didn't really release many statements um, after he died. Right. It's probably so best. many people talking about him. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to... So we talked a little bit... We talked about the conspiracy theories. I just want to talk about his death in a bit more detail. Yeah. So he died age 42. In 1977, August the 16th. Mm. So um, he was scheduled to fly out of Memphis to begin another tour. He was touring a lot up until when he died. Mm. So his girlfriend discovered him in an unresponsive state on his bathroom floor. Now, according to her eyewitness account, Elvis looked as if his entire body had completely frozen in a seated position while using the toilet and had fallen forward in that fixed position directly in front of it. It was clear... That from the time whatever hit him to the moment he landed on the floor, Elvis hadn't moved. So, and then someone else has said, for some reason, perhaps involving a reaction to the codeine and attempts to move his bowels, he experienced pain and fright while sitting on the toilet. Alarmed, he stood up, dropped the book he was reading, stumbled forwards and fell face down in the fetal position. He struggled weakly and drooled on the rug. Unable to breathe, he died. What was the book? <laughs> Must have been a real kind of like page turn. Yeah, like a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's reading Game of Thrones. Just like, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Red wedding. <laughs> Send him over the edge. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. I just love that they went into so much detail. Yeah, it was quite an intense it. account, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was, to be honest, everything surrounding his death is pretty horrible. Um... There were attempts to steal his body after the funeral, so they had to move him. He was buried next to his mum. They had to move the two of them. Yeah, they were married. Uh, they were married. They were married. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was stipulated in Elvis's will that Again, he'd be married to his dead mother. Yeah, um, not legal in many states, but it was in Nevada. Weirdly, exactly. Yeah, so mm. all's fair in love and war. He died in Tennessee, so they had to ship him and his mum out to Nevada to marry them, then to just ship them back as well, man and wife. Well, I heard that they married the two, they married the two corpses in international waters. <laughs> oh yeah, and they had this very surreal ceremony. Which um, and what was weirder they, about it, it was that um, he was in the Pacific and she was in the Atlantic. They had to do them in separate international waters. No, that's right. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, just because of the, the the laws over there, I guess, mm. at the time, and. Um, yeah, yeah, they did it by, um, and they did, couldn't do it by uh, by walkie-talkie or anything like that. The actual ceremony, um, so they did it by a carrier pigeon. Mm. They sent their vows. Um, the, the whole ceremony took about seven weeks, just because this this poor pigeon had to kind of like fly. From... They only used one pigeon at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they... His favorite pigeon, probably. Mm. Oh yeah, um, Rocky. Rocky, his favorite pigeon. Rocky the pigeon. So he had to fly um, from the Atlantic to the Pacific, I think about 12 times. It's a big journey. It's a it's, big journey. For a pigeon, yeah. For, for most people. For most people. I guess. As well as pigeons, yeah. Well, worth it. 
As long as he's happy. Yeah, in the in afterlife. Death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So talking about um, the autopsy, they said um, his physician basically in the first eight months of 1977. So from January the 1st until when he died in August, he'd been prescribed more than 10,000 doses of sedatives. What? <laughs> what? More than 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines... Sorry, more than 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines and narcotics. 10,000 in eight months. And he was prescribed, prescribed that by doctors? Those were, le- those were legal prescriptions, yeah. His doctor was actually eventually suspended. I guess it was a similar thing, almost like with uh, with Michael Jackson's doctor, because after Michael Jackson uh, died and it was kind of discovered the kind of d- drugs that he was taking at the time, mm. it was a uh, quite a big kind of court case uh, against him. Basically, what the bloody hell were you thinking? Yeah, prescribing these to him, you ruddy loon. He's not dead either, though, is he, Michael? He's oh him no, and, that... him and Elvis are probably hanging out a lot. Actually, well, yeah, he yeah, Michael has the burger van. Elvis, does Elvis the is his best customer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Michael loves Michael milkshake loves ice in a cream. bag. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, not ice cream. What we're we talking about, milkshake in a bag. <laughs> it used to be ice cream before it melted. Yeah, that's Mil- right. Milkshake in a bag. So yeah, they're each they're keeping each other afloat almost. It's like a self-sustaining economy <laughs> with these two vans. Great little e- economic ecosystem going around there. Yeah. yeah, you got the king of rock and roll, and you got the king of pop. So it makes sense that they might kind of... He sells fizzy pop as well. Panda pops, is it? Yeah, he sells... Yeah. On the side of his burger van, he's got the king <laughs> the king of fizzy pop. And there's a picture of him holding a panda pop. Yeah, his kind of like corpse-looking uh, uh, body at this yeah, point. Yeah, Well, he was kind of corpse-looking before he died. So. <laughs> Fairness. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, it's just like his, his face on there just holding this kind of little fizzy pop. Mm. Just one more quote I wanted to read, so... One of the doctors who was present at the autopsy, and the quote in quotes, he believes Presley's chronic constipation, the result of years of prescription drug abuse and high fat, high cholesterol gorging, brought on what's known as Valsalva's manoeuvre. Put simply, the strain of attempting to defecate compressed the singer's abdominal aorta, shutting down his heart. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. I love the way it's called Valsalva's manoeuvre. Somebody called Valsalva has died on the toilet and they've gone... We're going to forever remember this man by naming this manoeuvre after him. And I think that's very... It's very uh, uh, polite of them to refer to it as a manoeuvre. As a manoeuvre, yeah. 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 Like a parking manoeuvre. Yeah. As if it's got some kind of, like, technical uh, (laughs) kind of ability to it. There's some merit to it, yeah. 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 Put simply, the strain of attempting to defecate compressed the singer's abdominal aorta, shutting down his heart. Are those some of his lyrics, actually? It sounds... A bit like them, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's like some 12-bar blues in the background. Yeah. The strain of attempting to attempting to defecate. Compress the singer's abdominal aorta. Shutting down his heart. He's a hit machine. Even from beyond the grave. Exactly, yeah. He's inspiring us. Yeah, just kind of... Riffing. When we when we make millions off of that, I think we should probably donate some to his estate. I don't think. Nah. No. Oh, he's got enough money, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he's actually one of those high, uh, the highest paid dead people, in terms of his estate, because every now and then they release a remix of one of his songs. Yeah, that's true. Greatest hits album. They're, they're still the same songs, but every couple of years <clears> you'll see 
Here it is, the new Elvis Presley greatest hits in a different cover. But I mean, like you talk about his kind of like influence from uh, from beyond, as it were, where you have kind of like uh, lookalikes and, and singer-likes, people who do that. I, he's the person who has the most. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's in like the hundred thousands in terms of people that imitate him or have had like since his death. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I do it as a part-time job. Well, yeah, I thought that's how you make your living now, isn't it? You kind of manage to kind well, of... Well, I've got it up to about three or four days a week. Um, you know, it's not always easy to, to get the gigs um, as an Elvis impersonator. I do a lot of busking as it, though. Um, and by busking, I mean I, I, I've got this um, porcelain toilet that I plonk on the street and I just sort of, like, sit there in a cat suit, collapsed over it, um, just sort of, like, lolling around, you know, like... I, I don't because nobody wants to see a dead Elvis, but Elvis in his death rows, people are very interested in seeing. You'd be surprised. I'm sort of, I'm sort of like swaying on the toilet. They go, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, man. Well, I've seen it a few times now, and I've got to say it's uncanny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. No, that's quite all right. And then I've got another smaller toilet for people to throw their change into. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's nice. Should we look at some quotes? Elvis quotes. I was going to say that, yeah, we've heard uh, we've heard about the fact uh, what people have said after he's died, but I think we should give him a chance to speak for himself. Absolutely, we've heard about we've heard the man's music. Let's hear his words. Yes. Okay. I mean, there is one quote of his that I uh, that I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I think, really, that says all that needs to be said about the man and his life. Yeah. Just can you just? I didn't quite catch all of it because I think you really need to kind of experience it all can you just give us that again yeah sure <laughs> yeah it gives you it's a lot to think about isn't it it's quite haunting it's, yeah yeah i think it quite beautifully encapsulates the whole human condition in uh, about uh, three syllables yeah yeah absolutely like no one else could mm. like no one else could that's why he was the king that's why he was the king yeah says it all says it all <laughs> Elvis, the man, the myth, the ice cream salesman, all condensed into a very small, concise uh, podcast. I enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed talking about my hero, Elvis Presley. Hmm. Hopefully we've taught people things yeah, they I, might not have known. I feel like I, I've been on a bit of a journey. I feel like it's crystallised a lot of my feelings about the man. Hmm. And I hope that other people will have shared that same experience. No doubt they will have. Yeah, yeah, certainly. We've all learned something about him. We might edit some of it out, but we obviously listened to all of his music while the, while we were recording. That's right, yeah. Um, so what was you say? That was 600 songs he released. We listened to all of them. Um, so it's been, what, a week or two we've been having, sat in front of these microphones? The whole process, yeah, overall, I guess, yeah, it's been about Start a week. Start to finish, yeah. yeah. And we had to go out and buy all the vinyls. That was difficult to source... Every single Elvis song on vinyl. Oh yeah, you need to if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right. Do it right, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, I, I I've probably spent about like uh, seven hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds, like on these uh, kind of first issues, um, first pressings of his original uh, works. Well, we wouldn't have a right to discuss the man and pass our judgment if we weren't sat in cat suits recording this with a burger in one hand. And uh, some sort of grilled cheese sandwich or whatever else you liked in the other hand, slabbed in peanut butter and bacon. We would have no right to discuss the man. No, I quite agree. Pass our judgment. 
anyway, we better wrap it up. My ice cream in a bag's getting cold. Yeah. Um, so your milkshake in a bag, you mean? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Do the man some justice. I'm very sorry. Do the man some justice. So, this has been another episode of the Mailbox Rogues Gallery. And I'm Sean. I'm James. Bye. Toodles. Bye.